Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Life Mastery with Todd Allen, the talk radio show that dives into the science of higher consciousness. Join Todd and his guests weekly at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and learn how to live a peaceful life with intentional mastery. Enjoy a survey of inspiring topics such as abundance, intention, health, manifestation, love, and transformation. It's all right here. Leading authors, speakers, coaches, entrepreneurs with stories and messages to support your well-being, let alone your most evocative of dreams. Hey, hey, it's another groovy day, and that's because today is Valentine's Day. Yay! Mm -hmm. Trick, tricked you just a little bit, I think. <laughs> it's also Life Mastery Radio Day, my favorite day of the week, where I get to connect with all you great listeners out there and bring you some really cool thoughts and ideas for you to use on your very own life mastery journey. As you know, and as some of you will know, my name is Todd Allen, and today is, oh my gosh, I forgot the date today. Debbie, quick, bail me out. Today is February oh, it's the 14th, 14, <laughs> 2017, St. Oh Valentine's Day. That was yeah. cute. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I kind of got ahead of myself and forgot what, okay. but it, it is Valentine's. We've got a very special show for you today. But before we get that all started, let's let's just take a minute and get ourselves connected. And if we reach way up high toward the universe and universal spirit, and just consciously make that connection to whatever it is that you believe in, maybe wiggle those wrists a little bit and. Really stretch those fingers out and let's roll the shoulders a little bit. Stretch the back and let's take in a deep breath and bring that breath way down deep past the solar plexus. And then let that breath out with a big ah and send your essence out into the universe. Ah, one more time with that. Uh, and let your dreams, visions, and goals go out there and allow the 
universe the opportunity to make those come true for you. And consciously think about that. Ah, and boy, did I ever do a good job of getting Debbie to giggle today. That is so obnoxious. It is. <laughs> well, well, in I a really good way. I remind my guests that it's very powerful and to maybe that you should consider doing that in the privacy of your own home and not while you're driving or in a big group of people. I love it. Yes, I love it. That's wonderful. As always, my co-host is with me today. Co-host, show producer, show host, Debbie mm-hmm. Hendricks, Coach Debbie. Mm-hmm. Yay. I'm glad to be here. Thank yeah. you. Hey, this is, uh, this is our show host, co-host anniversary. <laughs> Did you know that? It is. So it is. Five, five years? 2017 is this year, 2012. Yep. Five years. Five years. We've been a, a team on the airwaves. Yeah. That's cool. And you did the first six shows, you know. So from... it must be that every five years, Tuesday at 10, well, Tuesday is Valentine's Day. Every, well, every year. <laughs> it's, well, I don't know if, if that's true. I don't oh, I know if that's true that it falls on Tuesday. Because it was five years ago, Valentine's yeah. Day, I brought you on Life Mastery Radio as yeah. a co-host. So that's I right. Maybe it is. We'll have to look at a calendar. It is. And we had four guests on that day. We're never going to do that again. But mm-hmm. wow, that was really, yeah, we had, uh, Molly Apple and Joe Dunn <laughs> who do that amazing work uh, on relationships. And then we we're also connected to London and and had Gina Hardy and hmm. Joe Young and, oh, my goodness, and you and I and Cameron and God knows who else. And it was just a, a big, wonderful yeah, it's show pretty amazing. of love. You know, I was checking things out and... There's close to 300 shows in iTunes under Life Mastery Radio. 300. I mean, wow. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work, but it's all the loving well, work, no, I don't and think it doesn't feel like work. Yeah, it's it loving just work. Feels and like it's like the good stuff. Yeah, that's that's um, that's a lot of love that we've mm-hmm. sent out to people. And if you're curious, go and search through some of those shows. There's some great shows there. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm proud of it. I'm happy of it. Thank yeah. you, Todd Allen, for the opportunity. Yeah. So let's let's just talk a little bit. Of, you have a new show. You have a show, Debbie. Coach Debbie show, right? Mm-hmm. No. What's the yeah. name? Yeah. Yeah. Story. You talk radio. Discover your voice and tell your stories. So we're gonna offer it on Mondays at one o'clock. And that'll be Pacific time and it will be the second and the fourth Monday, kind of every other Monday, not totally, but kind of every other Monday, second and fourth Monday of the month, uh, one o'clock Pacific, 11 o'clock Central. I don't know what o'clock, let's see, nine o'clock in Paris. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> so, so what? What are we, what are we talking, what are you talking about on Story You Radio? Story You Talk Radio. Story You Talk Radio is all about getting in touch with your story, really the story below your story. A lot of you out there are writing your books, you're writing your stories, you're writing your speeches, you're writing your keynotes, 
But underneath all of that is your own very personal dialogue with yourself. And it's really important that you know it. That is your pathway to being very present, being honest, being authentic, being in your truth. So every every time we do a show, it will be about a particular story. Might be the story of creativity. Last week it was the story of guidance and we had Megan Skinner on to really talk about our intuition and our own clairvoyant sense. Uh, we're going to have the story of childhood, the story of ambition, the story of abundance, the story of your money life, the story of your soulful life, all these stories nice. that knit you into the one soul that you are. So the first show will be March 13th? I want to say the 10th, but you you would know better than... Uh, I don't have a calendar in front of me, but it'll be the second Monday in, in March, March. which is the 13th. Is it? Okay. Yep. There you go. 13th. Cool. I'm excited that you're excited. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for for making it so possible, and uh, thank you for being excited. Feels yeah. good. Anything else? You got some. You got some uh, mastermind stuff cooking. Well, I want to tell people that the new mastermind group is going to start the day after that next radio show. So March fourteenth, we're up and going. One month from today. And this will be a global mastermind. It will offer the opportunities to share with everyone. And you can be as anonymous as you want. I mean, if you want your name to be, um, you know, soulful girl from Miami, uh, that, that's your, that's your name. You can still have a mastermind group even if you are anonymous. And I will show you how. And you will come out of this a whole different person. If you want more information, just write to me, D-E-B-B-Y, at CoachDebbie.com. And I'll send you everything you need to know to get signed up. Yay. And I want to remind listeners that anything, any links that we talk about today or any anything that we want to direct you to go and check out will be located on today's show page at www.lifemasteryradio.net. You can go there, find a link to our guests, the, the guests, the guests webpage. <laughs> I'm tripping myself up all over here. It's a little tongue tight. A little, little okay. tongue tight. We and... have a big show here about love today. You know, we should, yeah. We should say hi to some of these people on Facebook that always well, that's, listen. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say. So we want to hear from you, and we can get you or you can get to us through Debbie's Facebook page on Messenger and just look. Are you on Coach Debbie or Debbie Handrich? It's Debbie Handrich. Okay. Mm -hmm. Go there, and you can connect with us during the show, ask your questions. Of course, we do have a live caller call-in number. At 844-390-8255. That's 844-390-8255. Yeah. Call in. Talk we, to our guests. We want to say thank you to some of you. I, I okay. see some of you out there that are so loyal to us. I want to say thank you to Brad in Raleigh, North Carolina. 
Looks like you're working up a question for us. I can see the little bars typing away there. Uh, thank you to Gwen, my local storyteller student, Gwen Whipple. Uh, it's always so great to hear from you. Uh, thank you to Willow. Uh, really nice to get your questions and to Bobby from Tallahassee. I see all of you there today and it would just be so lovely to hear from you and to post your question. Ta-da. You ready to go? Our podcast is sitting in the background just ready. listening to his jibber-jabber. Our guest today is Robert V. Taylor. And Robert is a thought leader, speaker, author, and teacher, a protege of Desmond Tutu. Robert invites audiences to live into our full, authentic humanity. The risks, choice, and fears he has responded to make his speaking and writing compelling and authentic. And Robert is the author of the book, A New Way to Be Human, Seven Spiritual Pathways to Becoming Fully Alive. And Robert, welcome to, welcome back to Life Mastery Radio. How are you today, my friend? Well, I am feeling so much better just being with the two of you again. So uh, thank <laughs> Can you. Can you tell we have fun? And, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, a big uh, happy Valentine's Day uh, shout out to all your listeners. You know, I, I, I'm sitting here on Valentine's Day and just thinking about all the connections. So this is what I know is Debbie and I met and Debbie actually grew up in a field that I used to play in. <laughs> well, I grew up in the house built on the field. In the field. Yeah, right. Um, and then not too far away from there was where my grandmother and grandfather lived with their two boys, Warren and Keith. Mm. And Robert Taylor is from South Africa, and yet he is a good friend of my Uncle Warren's. All right. So... It's just amazing to me to be sitting here with two individuals, and what comes to mind is that six degrees of separation and how close we really are to other people and don't realize it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you're absolutely right, Todd. It reminds me of that that song from the, I don't know, the late 70s, the early 80s called We Are Family. Um, Right. You know, we're we're all interconnected somehow, and, and I just think that that's a very exciting truth. Well, and it's so exciting then to find out sometimes how connected we've been and we didn't even know it, you know, that that just a couple of streets over, Todd grew up and I didn't even know it, you know. I, I met him when I was 45 years old. Um, I, I thought it was so funny one day I was talking about my glasses and how I needed to get into get them worked on and he said you should see my uncle and i said oh no 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 i'm i'm not going to switch i have the best guy in the world i've been going to him for 15 years and then he said well if you ever want to look up my uncle uh, his name's Warren Ruby and i said i've known your uncle for 15 years that's who i go to <laughs> that, was, that was the other part of this connection there. so there's something with my oh, uncle warren you know i i mean there's something that that guy that guy is very you know he's he's like a big brother to me i will i grew up with him in my aura and you know a lot of his influence was instilled in me and 
You know, in thinking about it, Robert, you know, him and I, I see him every once in a while, but we really aren't that connected today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I I used to see your uncle um, when I was in Seattle living there more full time than I do now. And and sometimes I would just stop into the store because I wanted a little Warren fix. He's such a big hearted guy (laughs) and he's, he's just got such a great spirit. But. He also, I think all of that comes from having known that, that life can be messy and dirty yeah. and, and sometimes unkind. And Warren has found a way to, to work through all of that, to heal, uh, to grow the heart uh, instead of shutting it down. Um, yeah. and, and it's just kind of contagious. And I, yeah. I love that. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. always been that way. People just flock to him. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's just, he's got, um, you know, he's just got a heart of gold and a voice of gold as well. If, if yes, you know gregarious sort. He can sing like I have never heard in my life. And there's there's something so special about a singer and how they how they connect us to love. I mean, think of those songs you've heard where your heart just fills up. I know Todd is completely over the moon still about Karen Carpenter because of how she brings him to that that space. You can probably tell us better than I can, Todd, but you change when you hear Karen Carpenter sing as well well as your mom. It's that voice. (laughs) And Robert, isn't it, you know, music and um, these things really have a way of I don't want to give energy to rattling our cage, but just create that sense of love that wells up inside of us. Well, I think you're right. And they sometimes, you know, when when the person who who is the lyricist is writing from, you know, a place of of really being in touch with himself, um, uh, sometimes the most simple words um, turned into a song. Uh, just kind of connect with you in a soulful, deeply spirited way and remind you of what it is that perhaps you need to focus on um, or else um, alert you to, you know, that little fear factor. Oh, my gosh, I'm not sure I want to go there now. Why don't I want to go there? Am I afraid of what that might do to my, my capacity to love or my willingness to love or be loved? Um, and so, yeah, I think music is, you know, it, it's like, I often think of those things that fill us or take us to a place of awe. And music is one of those spaces. Uh, and it might be the combination of the song and the vocalist and, you know, all of the, the staging. Um, or it might be, you know, the song that you hear in nature with birds and you're out on a walk um, and you're, you're feeling a sense of being part of something larger than just you or just me. And there's that, that interconnectedness that I think we began with uh, a few minutes ago. Uh, and so music is certainly one of those um, uh, places, one of those things that, that invites many of us to live a little more deeply, to dig a little deeper. Uh, and sometimes 
you know, the the uh, invitation comes when you can't get the lyrics of that song out of your head. And <laughs> we've, we've all been there. And it's like, why? Why do I want to keep singing this song? Mm-hmm. And if you actually, my experience is uh, often when you include that in your daily meditation, um, there is an answer that's revealed to you because your life is saying and the universe is saying, hey, buddy, you got some, some work to do here that you've been putting off. And, yeah. you know, I think our lives and, and, uh, and the universe don't let us um, get off or get away from answering and doing the work that we need to do until we start to do it. And it will keep messaging us um, right. until we do that work. And, and I think that's true about the work of, you know, cultivating our hearts. Um, and I love the fact that you you wanted the show to be about cultivating our heart because I, you know, there's certainly a lot of uh, research in recent years from academic institutions that point to there being a real active link between our heart and our brain. Um, and you know, we think uh, often that oh, other people love so freely or they have uh, a love of life or love themselves in a way that we could never do. Uh, But in fact, that's usually not true Um, because when I'm willing to do the work of cultivating Mm -hmm. my heart, cultivating how I engage with myself, how I cultivate engaging with others and how I pay attention uh, both to my actions and to my words, because sometimes our words can be the very things that that invite us to a deeper life and a more um, heart-filled life, or they can become a barrier. Because words are like balloons that you that you let go of, and you you can't ever take them back once you've added right. them. I think somebody, um, I think somebody famous said, or something to the effect of that, <clears throat> words, <clears throat> words are really more powerful than a sword, and um, mm. not only can words break swords, but they can also hurt more than a sword. Mm-hmm. Something to that effect. Mm-hmm. That's the idea, anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, and to be, even push that metaphor further, it's. It's so powerful to go to the sword, you know, to the one with the harsh words and to meet with them after that sword has penetrated our heart and to do mending together. Because I I think you're right. I've been on both ends of that sword, you know. I've heard powerful words come out of my mouth and thought, oh, no, you know. And I've also been on the other end where it felt like the sword going in. And how amazing it can be when we're willing to actually put that metaphor down and then meet the other and see what we can do now. Absolutely. And I, you know, Debbie, I think if, if we're each honest about who we are and, and our lives, we've each been at, at either end of that sword. Um, I'm working on a, uh, a book called 21 Days to Reboot Your Life. And <laughs> I think, um, you know, I really think that one of the things that is a, is a, 
uh, maybe a flag to us, uh, perhaps an invitation, is when we start um, thinking that, you know, maybe um, we're unable to forgive or that we have a lack of compassion for somebody who is different than us or who we don't quite understand or we make fun of kindness, that kindness is for weak people, when in fact I believe that kindness emerges for any the display of incredible self, um, uh, self-awareness um, and of, of profound inner strength. But I think, you know, it, it also comes from, you know, feeling that our lives are maybe unfulfilled and that's just the way it's going to be and there's nothing I can do about it or engaging in that kind of self-talk that sabotages rather than expands your life. It's kind of, I don't know, I guess another way to put it would be dissing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and then there's that thing that, that we each have and have known, uh, which is called shame. And I think one of the greatest invitations to many of us, and I think this is directly related to how we cultivate an open heart, is to actually shake off shame. Um, Shame is not something in and of itself to be ashamed of, but it can lead us um, to isolate ourselves um, and to believe that, you know, I'm the only person who has shame about X thing that maybe I've done in my life and I wish I hadn't done, or something that was done to me, um, uh, you know, and in my case, it was being uh, somebody trying to sexually abuse me when I was 12 years old. And then, you know, he was a 16-year-old boy. And there was such shame about never wanting to to give voice to that, to articulate it, because, you know, how would a, how would a, a young man allow another man to exert that sort of power. Um, and, you know, I, so like many people who've, who've um, had to shake off or have chosen to shake off shame, um, you do it often with a very safe group of people with whom it is completely okay um, to tell those stories. Uh, and and there's healing. There's, there's healing in in just that. Is, oh, you know, absolutely. I mean, just in, 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 in reflecting the story or sharing it with another human being um, is has huge healing power. Well, it has healing power, and it just you can you can typically. I, I I'm expecting that we've all had some experience of this that you can feel the stress. Um, begin to just dissipate through your body and it's like a weight is suddenly lifted. Uh, and, you know, and I don't mean to diminish the fact that for, for many people, the shame that they live with is something that, you know, you might actually need to work through with, with sure. you know, a, a really talented coach or therapist um, or spiritual guide. Um, somebody who is going to... Um, help to set you yourself free from the shame and not let it control you. And, and I think that it's certainly one of many things uh, that is vital to cultivating an open heart because part of that open heart cultivation is actually discovered for many of us in the, the notion of loving kindness. Um, 
that we express and choose to live with a loving kindness to ourselves um, and to other people, to those whom we know, uh, to those who we know less well, uh, perhaps, you know, the barista at the, the coffee shop or the checkout clerk at the supermarket, uh, people whose lives we we interact with, but we don't really know. Loving kindness to them, loving kindness to people we fear, loving kindness to somebody that we may have felt strong feelings of anger or resentment to. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. And loving kindness to, you know, the creation, or as my Buddhist friends would say, to all sentient beings. Yeah. Um, well, it it, and, it is an inside job, and and you know that open that open heart begins with being kind to yourself. I mean, some of us can can truthfully state that we were at one time our worst enemy, our own worst enemy, and. If if we talk to our best friend the way that we talk to ourselves, we probably wouldn't have any friends anymore. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I'm I'm laughing because I I think we've each been there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and we've and, and I'm not trying to uh, minimalize the the impact of that, but you kind of come out on the other side of it or, you, or you're beginning to do the work of loving kindness, uh, which always begins with ourself. And at some point, you're, you're able to affectionately smile at and imagine embracing yourself and say, oh, Robert, <laughs> um, it is so incredible that you are no longer doing X and that you are beginning to do Y. Right. Um, it's, which is another kind of self-talk. It's, it's very different mm-hmm. self-talk than the talk of shame or of, of putting yourself down. A great, a great place to take that new language. I have found, um, thank goodness to Louise Hay's work is to go straight yeah. to the mirror and to see what you might have thought to say in the morning. Maybe, maybe the message of the morning was, Oh God, I'm so tired. I can't believe I'm out of coffee. I just don't want to go in today and, and change that around to, you know, Hey, sexy, look at your bed hair. And, uh, you know, let's get ready for the day and, and let's see, let's see what we can do out there in the world. And, and when you start to, to notice what was the inclination and then what's the rewrite? You find that then the rewrite can happen with all sorts of little situations in the world and then bigger ones and then bigger ones. And you're not upset with the person that, you know, nearly ran you over in the crosswalk because you realize they just didn't see you. You know, they just didn't see you. And good thing you jumped and good thing they hit the brakes as opposed to, you're going to run out and kill them and their mother or something like that because it it's just amazing how those thoughts that started the day of I don't want to can lead to more and more resistance. But the goofiness that you might be able to meet in the mirror in the morning can also lead to just a lot of selflessness and understanding that we're human. Nobody was trying to run us over. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I, I remember, um, Debbie, the, the first time that the spiritual guide I was working with gave me the mirror exercise, and I was to do it every single day. Every day. Standard <laughs> period of time. And I thought, oh, this is just so silly. Um, no. When I saw him the next week, I was just filled with, with all sorts of revelations because yeah. it... The, the exercise really required me to change my self-talk, which is why I'm hearing you talk about and and to to be able to uh, let go of some of the things that I thought I wanted or needed um, to talk about the things that I'm actually blessed by and that are right in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you guys I haven't been open to. Yeah, you guys described some. It was a little more rudimentary for me because. I was inflicted with this 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 monkey mind, and it, it I likened it to taking a super ball and throwing it into a closet as hard as you could and closing the door. Right, that, <laughs> that's the way my mind was, and so I was told to look myself in the mirror and just scream and yell and you know stop it and this is stupid and and you know when that monkey mind would take off, and after a while. It definitely helped me to cure that. And then it was the next step was then to look myself and look myself in the eyes and, and tell myself I love myself and, you know, how awesome I looked and that, and, and those types of things. But I can remember, I can remember just having some scream shout fests with myself in the mirror. It was amazing. I know. Oh, I never knew that. But you know what? It, I think that's really, really important because we don't want to admit that we have any violence inside of us. Uh Let's just talk about shame. None of us want to admit that, but if we meet that violence, then it's not going to be used on others and we're not going to use it against ourselves. You know, if we need it. You're, You're absolutely right. And sometimes that violence is we're not even aware that it is self-directed. Yeah. It doesn't need to necessarily be directed to someone else. It could be, you know, a behavior that that we just think we can't change that that is causing um, violence to our to our heart, to our emotions, to our thinking, to our, or to to our physical self. Um, and you know, for me, that was. Um, You've come into terms with the addiction of smoking. Um, mm. and because it was in such contrast to everything else I believed about life uh, and about myself. Uh, and I appreciate how incredibly difficult it is for anyone uh, to let go of an addiction or to be free of an addiction like the one I named or any number of others that we could name. So I think it's it's important for us to be aware that, that yes, there is that violence, absolutely, and, and often it could be self-inflicted. And I, and I think that raises fears for us. And I, um, you know, there are good fears in life that, you know, um, those that, you know, just make you intuitively aware that you're in danger. Um, uh, but most of the fears that we have are fears that we have learned and, I love the research that's come from um, a woman whose name is Elaine Fox, who works at Oxford University in England. 
and she says that um, we each have an optimistic and a pessimistic circuit in our brain. And she calls it rainy brain, sunny brain, <laughs> which I love. And she says that by using certain techniques, we can actually um, alter our brain circuitry, mm. which in some way is very connected to that whole mirror exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that a so, lot. Yeah. So this might be uh, this. Hold that thought, Robert, because okay. we're going to take a little break, collect our thoughts and come back with more from Robert V. Taylor right after this. You've listened to the shows on CTR, and perhaps you've found yourself thinking, maybe I should host my own show, but I don't know how. It's easier than you think. From the beginning with private coaching sessions to your own live broadcasts, CTR Network will prepare you on every level to share your knowledge, expand your brand, and take your business to the next level. At CTR, we nurture your vision and make it a radio reality. Contact Cameron Steele at 425-221-3646 or Cameron at ctrnetwork.com and put your dream into motion today. Welcome back. If you've tuned in a little bit late, our guest today is Robert V. Taylor, and he is the author of A New Way to Be Human, Seven Spiritual Pathways to Becoming Fully Alive. And our show today, though, is mostly about cultivating love and what that looks like. And we had some great descriptions before the break. Robert was starting to get into, you know, the fear and, but Robert, I, I kind of wanted to steer in a direction. You know, today is a day of, a dozen little red things that are God's gift to our eyes and a box yes. of brown sugary chocolate mm. that, that yeah, yeah, Debbie really loves chocolate. Mm. And you know, I, I guess my call is to our listeners that that's not what it's really about and that this, this should be a call to understand and, and cultivate the reasons why we want to purchase these things and give them to another. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. And I, you know, I, I certainly remember being a, a teenager. I always kind of look forward to uh, Valentine's Day with a sense of expectation and dread because I always hoped that somebody would send me a Valentine's <laughs> Day card. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, hoping for a certain kind of, uh, love, um, or perhaps, you know, um, thinking that we might, might buy it. But I think as we cultivate our heart, um, I want to suggest that there, there are probably three, three things that are, I think, really critical to, to beginning to live into a love 
that is, you know, much more than, you know, just the, the superficiality of Valentine's Day. And, and I'm not dissing Valentine's Day because I think it's a, it's a lovely opportunity to remind ourselves to say something uh, that we might not in the course of every day, unfortunately, uh, say to the people we love or, or the one person who is our, our life partner and soulmate. Um, and I think those three things are, are mindfulness and, and what some of us call emergence. And, and the third one is loving kindness. And I, I think in terms of mindfulness, it's, it's this practice of just being more present and aware and awake to everything that is, you know, within you and around you. Um, and, you know, as you began the show uh, today, Todd, you know, mindfulness invites you to be present to your breath and to your body and to the feelings and the thoughts that that emerge in you uh, as you're meditating or being present to your life um, and to, to just acknowledge them and not judge them um, and then to be present um, to those around you. Um, to that kind of intrinsic connection to the life of, of others and the life of the universe. Uh, and then I think this, this notion of emergence is, is very much that, you know, you and I have everything necessary for our fullest self. Um, it resides in us already. And so the question is, how do we choose circumstances, uh, how do we choose relationships, how do we choose the activities that we do that create um, an environment for my own full of self to keep emerging. Um, and I believe that in, in many ways we keep emerging until we, uh, until we come to the end of this life. Um, I look at the, the wisdom of, of people whose physical lives may be a little more challenging in their 90s, um, but whose spiritual wisdom and life wisdom is just so rich. So there's this sense of emergence that never stops. And then I'd say loving kindness that we touched on earlier. And if any of your you know, listeners have, have not done loving kindness meditations, I'd encourage them to, you know, uh, do a, an internet search. Um, but, you know, one that, that I often use is, um, may I be happy, healthy, and in harmony. Mm. May I let go of stress, anger, and fear. May I appreciate what I have and be filled with kindness. May I be more loving, kind, and patient with myself. So that one is a very sort of self-centered one, but there are others that remind us to have loving kindness uh, for ourselves, for the people we love, um, for, uh, for others, uh, and for all other beings. Um, and you know, most of us use those loving-kindness meditations uh, with slow repetitiveness and and uh, spending two or three minutes. You don't need to spend 15 minutes on it if you don't have 15 minutes, but you can probably do two or three minutes. Um, and you may find that you're able to do a little longer. Uh, uh, you know, Rob, I would I like think, to... 
I would like to challenge people to do the 15 minutes, Robert, you know, because I think we do have it. I, I think it's a myth that we only have two or three minutes to cultivate a good day. And I'm going to, I'm going to credit Todd for giving me the opportunity to understand I had so much more time when he started setting the alarm for 5 a.m. <laughs> because <laughs> seriously, I was like, there's not enough time in the day. And he was like, watch tomorrow. You'll have enough time. And that alarm went off at 5 a.m. And I went, oh, this is how he does it. Okay. <laughs> I see. I see. And that really changes everything when you, instead of resisting your day, you say, wow, the day starts earlier than I thought. There is a lot more time here if I am willing to get up and be in it. Yeah. So, so Debbie, I would absolutely agree with you about the 15 minutes. I think 15 minutes, 15 minutes is a wonderful way to anchor and welcome and be welcomed by the day and by the universe. Um, I think where I was going with the two to three minutes is I often hear, uh, you know, from uh, people who read my writings or who uh, come to a presentation of some kind and they say, oh, but I've just always been so fearful of of meditation because they've heard stories that, you know, the Dalai Lama spends three or four hours every morning in meditation. How do I ever get to be like that? I'm not that person. I'm just ordinary old Robert, you know? Um, And so I think there's this this fear of failure um, and a willingness to, to not go beyond your comfort zone. Because if you haven't done meditation before, um, <laughs> and particularly loving kindness, if you're, you're getting out of your comfort zone. And, yeah. and um, so, you know, I often say to people, well, why don't you at least try um, two to three minutes or five minutes as a way to get going? Um, but I think that's just, I see that as a, as a you know, a, a little starter kit. Um, yeah maybe a trial sample. Uh, I'm trying to think of other language to describe it. That you will begin to say, wow, I, I can actually do 10 minutes and 15 possible. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that the 15 is really helpful. And I, I find on days when I am able to do 30 minutes, uh, I typically do that not as a seated meditation, but as a walking meditation. Uh, and I find that that changes the way in which I am aware of and You're in tune with my entire body and everything, you know, representing creation that is around me as I'm walking. Nice. Um, so, so, you know, there are different ways to, to do loving kindness or other forms of meditation. Or to be aware and conscious of it, to, to just bring it into our consciousness. And, it, you know, Robert, it's not magic. I, it doesn't just happen. I, it's a practice. Absolutely. Which is part of why I love this notion of how to cultivate an open heart. Hmm. Because it's you're, like you're, you're... practice. It, it says, you know, practice, you know, having a practice, um, it means that you need to 
practice it. Um, (laughs) And the the reason we do that is because we're not perfect at whatever it is. Uh, And we haven't got all the answers. And the more we practice, the more open we become um, to new insights, to perhaps even new wisdom, um, and to the things that are challenging us to, to let go of what we, you know, instinctively as people, we, you know, out of our fear perhaps, we clutch and hold on to things, and that's a very closed, inward way to live. Right, but but right. the practicing allows us to live in a more uh, open-hearted and open-hand uh, way. Mm-hmm. Open to opportunity. So, Debbie, did you end up with some curious questions on Facebook? or I don't have anyone. Okay. We don't have anyone. I you know, Robert, right. what I was thinking, and, and this is just popping into my mind, so I know it's probably relevant. In today's world, we live in a very dynamic world, and I don't think, and, and I don't want to step into the political arena at all, but I don't think there has been, that I can remember, so many people aware of what's going on in the world and, and having their opinions and wanting to express them. And I get all of that, but is there something that's missing? Yeah, I think you're really talking about our mindset here. Well, I, I think there is, um, I think, there has been a steady move in many, many parts of the world driven by political parties, often by religious groups. And I think you can, you can name them. They're not just Muslim, they're Christian, they're Jewish, um, who, you know, and a host of others who, who are invested in drawing lines in the sand. Well, and it's fear too, don't and you think, Robert? With, yeah, yeah, it's fear. It's complete fear, and it's it's also a desire on the part of those who are using, uh, say, religious values or so-called political values, because it happens in the political arena, um, that says there is only one way to see X, yeah. um, and that if you do not agree with me, you are therefore not a good person. You can't be a good. Christian, Muslim, Jews, good spiritual person, um, you're not the kind of American that you should be, you know, whatever. Uh, instead of saying, uh, you know, what is it that we, we have in common? And I, I think the thing that feeds all of this now is um, a lot of, uh, clearly not your show, um, but I think talk radio, uh, some talk radio, uh, has been a vehicle for that kind of incendiary language uh, and unsubstantiated fact-based or factless um, opinions. And then social media. I mean, you can say things to somebody in a tweet or perhaps even on a Facebook comment that if you stopped and thought about it, you would never say uh, if you were sitting face-to-face with the person. And so I, I think for me, one of the, the questions is, okay, so I'm, I, I'm feeling this, I'm thinking it. Now, how would I imagine being able to put into words what I'm feeling and thinking 
to somebody who has a different perspective and who may disagree with me. Nice. Yeah. Well said. There's there's that piece again that, you know, we want... We want to be able to love even when we're not in agreement or understandment and understandment. I think I just made a new word. Understandment. <laughs> um, because I think there's a tendency to stop communication or to go to the other extreme and just blather. Yeah. To just well, blather think, on. And you know, there's, there is that whole other side where and I see this in so many young people, and I think that it comes, in a, and I'm by no means making a judgment, but it comes from it from not cultivating the heart and buying into what somebody else thinks, rather yeah. than rather than asking my heart or myself, is this really what I believe? Is this really what I want to think and act? Nice. And, and I think, you know, I, I totally agree with that, Todd. I think, you know, there, there are a few other pieces that go with, with that. Like, you know, am I really prepared to sever relationships with people who have a different perspective or support a different political party? Right. Um, mm-hmm. because I, I've been hearing a lot of that and, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to defend people on Facebook and I'm not talking to X. Yeah. You know, we will never be able to enter a heart space with each other if if that's how we act. And I think that one of the signs of of what emerges from cultivating an open heart, a loving heart, um, is you know the question of do I care about my own well-being? And does my open heart lead me to care about the well-being of another person? And the most challenging way to look at that one is to say, and the well-being of somebody who I might be afraid of. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. It. It's. And I'm not. I'm not talking here necessarily about you know. Saying, gee, how do I express well-being for somebody who's at my house with a knife or a gun, or you know, and wanting to do violence? Very different. But, but yeah. the more typical circumstance of, you know, the well-being of somebody who I've been taught to fear. Um, yeah. You know, maybe I grew up in a certain tradition, and I was told that Christians were all judgmental, nasty people, and then I start to discover, well, no, that's not true. It's not true. Uh, or, or whatever the case might be. Right. Right. Well, I, I know that it, it's so poignantly said in your book because you deal with labels, you know, uh, and I can tell you when, um, when I was at the college, you know, we, we so identified with being left and the label of democracy that that there was a lot of prejudice if one did not come from that standpoint. But there's nothing like, you know, finding a a lover who votes differently than you to open up your mind. You know, you yeah. you find ways to catch yourself um being very judgmental and then realizing, wow, we're we're talking about humanity here, you know? And 
And when you get down to words like humanity, then you come back to a oneness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, you two. We are out of time. No I way. Mean, yeah, well, I just I'm finding that hard to believe, Todd. <laughs> oh my goodness, this has been such a great discussion and Robert, I definitely want to have you back on the show. It's always a great discussion and I think that we talked about some really really relevant things especially on this on this, you know, fantastic day or it could be a fantastic mm-hmm. day. So thank you so much. I want to remind everybody that Robert's web website will be on the Life Mastery show page, but that is www.robertbtaylor.com. And, of course, the show page is at www.lifemasteryradio.net, and you can go there and click on the link. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thanks again, Robert. Thanks, Debbie, for all your hard work. Thank you to both of you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. We are out of time, and but I want you to remember one thing. <clears throat> on this day of red long stem things that are gifts to our eyes and, you know, really, really take a look at cultivating your own heart and, and what that is and what that looks like. And most importantly, make it a great day because mm-hmm. it's all about choice. We love Bye-bye you. Bye-bye for now. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Life Mastery with Todd Allen, the talk radio show that dives into the science of higher consciousness. Join Todd and his guests weekly at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and learn how to live a peaceful life. For more information on Todd and his guests, visit his website at www.lifemasteryradio.net. That's www.lifemasteryradio.net. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.